Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Stuart Scanlon. And I'm Mark Donovan. And this is the Bad Screenplays Podcast. Me and Mark used to write comedy screenplays and TV shows. Unfortunately, we didn't get anywhere. So we decided to pick through and review other people's efforts to see where we went wrong and have a laugh along the way. Yep, in each episode, I'll send Mark a script. He sends one to me and we read them out totally unseen. Send your screenplays to us at badscreenplayspodcast at gmail.com. How are you today, Stuart? I was going to say good evening, but again, I realised it was quite off-putting because I do listen back to these podcasts to make sure, you know, everything's fine. Uh, saying good evening because we are recording of an evening and it might be morning listening to the podcast and I'm aware that some people might be at a computer working or whatever and it might be quite off-putting saying good evening all the time, so good day. Right. Good day, sir. Good day. <laughs> all good. Very good. Nice to hear you. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Um... Yeah, it's been a it's been a funny old week. Oh yeah, has anything happened? I don't know. No, I don't know why. It just I just, you just get that feeling, you know, like sometimes weeks fly by, sometimes they drag, mm. and sometimes they're totally nondescript. Yeah. This is one of the nondescript ones, but I don't know. Just nothing feels settled yet. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, not that it's been relatively uneventful for me. Um, yeah, but I did watch a, a fantastic film at the weekend. What'd you watch? It's slightly more of a red curtains than it used to be. I know this sounds really boring. Before I had kids, I used to watch like films as if there was nothing, just disca- watching films and discarding them all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but now it's such a big event to watch a <laughs> film for me. Like I might watch one film a week. But right. uh, this podcast that I've been like dead into for a long, long time. I think I might have mentioned it here a couple of times. It's called Blank Check. Um, hmm. It's a an actor and a critic talk about uh, act like f- f- directors filmographies and they'll go through the whole filmography of a certain director after they've had a big hit and talk about what they've directed and what they've done since and it's, it's really interesting oh nice that's great man what did you what was the director so this time it was robert zemeckis um okay and so it's it's good to to align like a director that you're familiar with it's good to align their films like chronologically um and he released a film called welcome to marwin which i haven't seen um, with Steve Carell, it looks horrific, and these guys didn't oh, really? like it. But it's based on a documentary called Marwin Cole, and that's the documentary that I watched at the weekend. And um, oh, nice! It's great. It's absolutely batshit crazy. It was really, really, really? good. Um, very recommend it though. I would do. Yeah, it's dead weird. If you like a dead weird documentary um, yeah. about like a really slightly creepy but quite sweet innocent man (laughs) (laughs) it is good though it is good nice oh very good man that's great no i um i don't don't remember watching anything sort of to write home about this week i just did the usual catch up on some netflix Hmm. um documentaries and uh, again, a lot of YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube this week. (laughs) Yeah, I I felt uh, I fell down the rabbit hole. I discovered. Right, there's these people. This is gonna sound so sad. There's these people who play. Have you ever played paintball? I've played paintball, yeah. Right. So there's these like pro paintball people mm. with gamer names, 
right? Right. But they're doing it in real life. Loves two speech and stuff. <laughs> loves <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, they they go play paintball. Well, it's not paintballs. It's um, BBs. Like it's airsoft. Airsoft. Yeah, yeah. So there's this whole world of airsoft players out there. Wow. With Barrett fifty cal sniper rifle <laughs> airsofts and thermo and grenades uh, and they they're covered in GoPros so they go in what and they they play rounds of uh, they play rounds of airsoft with these cameras all over I just couldn't look away I just fa- I oh stumbled across God. it I was just like oh and it goes like SWAT ex SWAT team member takes on forty noobs. <laughs> See what? <laughs> IRL. It's just so, yeah, exactly. IRL. <laughs> so it's just some like, I mean, it's like there's four, there's one of them, there's four ex UK soldiers. I don't know if they're special forces, I think they're parachute regiments. Just four meathead patterns. <laughs> yeah, and they're just, and it's like someone flicked a little switch and they're back in Afghan and they're just like looking at each other no and like way. in formation and turning and nodding at each other. And there's just these these noobs in, in like mixed camo just getting owned all over the place. It's oh so my God. Good. These guys who are like gamers who've got zero muscle definition uh, and like... <laughs> Fla- yeah. flabby tops and all like and taking yeah. on these like ex special forces <laughs> guys oh it's great to watch i love it yeah i absolutely uh, love it that's brilliant um <laughs> i need to look into that i need to check it out but you know even if it's you know I, I, I'm, I'm into a lot of stuff that people might consider to be a bit pathetic or a bit nerdy or whatever um so that's why i'm able to judge other people's shit <laughs> right yeah judge not lest ye be yeah, exactly. Um, but this that sounds ridiculous, and I could never imagine myself getting dead into that sort of thing. I'm not that into, like, army stuff anyway. It's not really my bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there's something fascinating about people who are just absolutely obsessed with something, no matter what it is. I do think that there's something in right. that, you know. Like, like they, become, they want to become a specialist or an enthusiast or an absolute specialist in their particular thing. And I do think there's definitely something interesting, regardless of what it is. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, there's something weird about it. Something kind of, um, you want to know why or why they've got that level of passion about something. But uh, Yeah, no matter how weird it is, like um, us two losers who read bad screenplays to each other every yeah. single week. <laughs> yeah. We, I know. we haven't dropped a week yet, Stu. Not one. I know. That's quite pretty, a lot of screenplays that we've read, you know. <laughs> I know, it's just this is episode 14. So that's 14 weeks we've been doing this. So we've read 28 screenplays on mic. That's not including the 30 or 40 that we read every week, trying to pick up the ones that we want to read. Right, right, yeah. Oh my God, that's a lot. That is a lot, isn't it? We should be good writers by now. Uh, moving on. Right. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm interested to just like you know take up writing again though because I haven't written anything since we've been doing this. So I am. We, I think we, we touched on it on um, last week's episode with um, my brother Andrew talking yeah. a bit more about writing and the process and stuff. I am definitely interested writing again. No. Having gone through all this, I think it could be you know could be quite cathartic. Could be quite. I think interesting. so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but moving in that vein, Stuart is so. Yeah, one I've selected this week um, for you, your first, and it's called Exposed. It is. It is indeed. Do you want, can you give me give anything away, or is it a bit of a mystery, or should we just get straight into it? Um, dive right in. Dive right in. Okay. Exposed. Exposed, written by P.H. Cook. Okay. Exposed. Fade in. External house. Day. The sun beams down on a picture-perfect suburban house. Brad, 30, big bright smile, spring in his step, straightens his tie as he strides up the sidewalk to the house. He carries a vacuum cleaner in one hand, a big suitcase-type thing in the other. Yeah. It's not Bane again, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a CPAP machine. Right, <laughs> 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 uh, um, He climbs the stairs to the front door. Puts the vacuum and case on the floor. A quick run through his hair with his fingers and a firm knock on the door. 
He's a sleazy salesman, this guy, isn't he? He is, yeah, door to door. Oh, God, what a job that I could never, ever, ever do in a million years. I just remember that, that, that um, office where Ricky Gervais is doing it, do you remember? He's selling, like, um, cleaning products and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's perfect timing. He goes, no, 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 I don't do, as he lifts out the box from the boot of the car, he's like, he goes, dusters and yeah. uh, look at that, wiping the table. <laughs> he does a good job of, like, whipping it round. When he's selling them, dropping it. Okay, so you've got your such yeah, and such, and he, he, he reels through them like he's done it a million times. Like he, he, yeah. uh, and he's like, uh, like, like leaning his palm, open palm, touching them all. It's like, you know, you got this, you got that, and you got your queen of this. Right. Yeah, it's good. Right. Okay, uh, I've got an image now. Sounds of movement from inside are heard. Brad puts his best salesman smile on. After a moment, he knocks again. More sounds from inside. Vicky voiceover muffled. I'll be right there. Brad picks up the vacuum in case, waits. The door opens a crack. Vicky, 35, a beautiful blonde in a silky robe, opens the door. It's getting a little bit Rita Sue and Bob too now, isn't it? Mm. Brad's eyebrows jump up in excitement at the sight of Vicky. His smile broadens. Brad, good afternoon, ma'am. I'm Brad. Bradley with Aardvark vacuums. I'm happy to tell you that your day no longer sucks. <laughs> Big grin. Because we do. Aardvark vacuums, we suck even better than anyone else. How are you today? How are you today? Oh. Vicky, I'm biz. Brad pushes through the doorway with his stuff. Oh no, he's in the house. Ooh. It's called Exposed. Vicky's Exposed now, isn't she? Bloody hell. Yeah. Internal house foyer day. Brad breezes through the foyer into the living room. Vicky, you can't come in here. Brad off screen. All I need is a few minutes of, a minute of your time, ma'am. Vicky slams the door shut, stomps towards the living room. Vicky, I don't have a few minutes of my time for you. Internal living room day. <laughs> Brad scans the living room. Crap. All wooden floors. Do you have carpet? Vicky puts her hand on her hip. Cocky. Dude, <laughs> no one has carpet anymore. You're 20 years too late. <laughs> Brad is surprised. Nowhere. Vicky, irritated. Nope. Other than the bedroom, we do not have a carpet. Brad lightens up, picks up a stub. The bedroom! Well, let me show you, young lady, what the best and hardest sucking vacuum in the United States can do for you in your bedroom. Brad takes off. Vicky stomps after him. Hey, you can't go into my bedroom. Hey, you know what? I, um, you just made me think of this. Hmm. I... I looked at, I, was, I bought a house um, uh, a few years ago. Hmm. It was a little country house or whatever. It was off an old lady mm-hmm. um, who was no, long, no longer with us. I think that's why the house was for sale. Was it Bill, um, Bill Withers' wife? <laughs> Carpet in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Oh, no, there's nothing worse, man. Oh. Uh, pink. Carpet in the bathroom. Who puts carpet in the bathroom? Like, cut round the toilet. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, no thanks. I'm, I know, I know. I had to rip that all out. Everything out. I mean, oh. you know, even on, on like a good day, sometimes there's droplets. You know? Oh, and there's all the shit. They say when you, fl- when you flush the loo, like all these like airborne particles and... Oh, I don't even want to fucking... Ugh, yeah, times disgusting. like what, 40, 50 years or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Air, aerosoled into the air and like <laughs> peppered throughout the. Uh, no, no. Oh, man. The good, on, the pl- on the plus side, it had those. Um, it did have those old people handles you can grab onto. Oh, nice. Another... Yeah, I know. I kept them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, you're having a lazy morning, just lower yourself down. <laughs> you're, not, you're not ready for the day yet. Yeah, got one of those baths installed with the, with the door on the side. <laughs> it's like um, like a strip of like material that lowers you slowly into the bath, isn't it? I'd love one of them. Oh, man. It'd be great, wouldn't it? A hoist. <laughs> <laughs> a winch. <laughs> Forget, oh, forgetting a whale out to the sea, like in Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Unbelievable. Right. Entail bedroom day. Brad enters a big bedroom. The bed is unmade. Clothes are strewn around the floor. Vicky wasn't expecting guests, was she? Mm. Brad drops the vacuum in case by the bed. He pulls the sheets off the bed. Vicky enters. Hey, what are you doing? What, what, what? 
Brad snaps open the suitcase, pulls out a black piece of cloth. He pulls out the vacuum hose, attaches the cloth to the end. Brad, Mom, if I can't convince you to buy this vacuum in five minutes or less, I'm out of here, and that's a promise. <laughs> Vicky, I don't want a fucking vacuum. I want you to leave now. Brad plugs the vacuum cord into the wall, turns it on. Brad, are you aware you have bugs living in your mattress, ma'am? Disgust washes over Vicky. Brad starts the vacuum mattress. Brad, that's right, ma'am. There are mites in your mattress. They live off your dead skin cells. <laughs> Vicky shudders. Have you ever seen a zoomed-in photo of, like, oh, yeah. of dust They're mice? Like, walk, yeah, walking around with like little pincers and see like, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, man. They, oh, they look like the um, elephants off Lord of the Rings or something, don't they? <laughs> These massive they things, tentacles yeah. and so on. I know, I know, it's horrible. I, I, I like to, like, I don't do it as much as I should, but I should get rid of the pillows now and again and just get fresh ones, you know? Yeah, man. Because they, they live in that shit. Yeah, it's, just, it's one of those things, you don't think about it, and then all of a sudden you think about it, and it's dead in I your know. brain, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vicky shudders. Brad turns off the vacuum. He shows the black cloth to Vicky. It's covered in light grey dust. Brad, see? These are your dead skin cells. And mites are feasting on them right now. Brad grins. Vicky is horrified. The sound of a car door slamming shut is heard. Vicky freezes. She runs to the window, peers outside. Her eyes bulge. Panic. Vicky, my husband... Brad's hopeful excellent I'm sure he will be able to appreciate the awesome suction of the aardvark (laughs) Vicky shakes her head no 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 you don't understand if he finds you in here he'll kill you Brad's dumbfounded why he's very jealous you have to leave get out of here seriously he will kill you (laughs) sounds the front door opening and closing his head Jack off screen Vicky (laughs) panic on both of them Vicky tightens her robe. I'll be right there, honey. To Brad in a whisper. Get out of here now! Brad rushes for the window with the vacuum and case dragged behind him. <laughs> this reminds me of that episode of the Peep Show where um, is it Jeremy's pretending that he's got this massive house. Oh, the uh, the Orgazoid. The o- <laughs> <laughs> Well-remembered Orgazoid. Yeah, uh, oh, I know my Peep Show. Fucking uh, yeah, not off. Yeah, the orgazoid. Yeah, his name's like Russell or something. <laughs> the orgazoid. Is that where he has to, I don't know. Lend him a hand. Lend him a hand, yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. Give us a hand, will you? Give us a hand. But- there were other duties, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what other duties? <laughs> yeah, and he's, t- he's, uh, he's hiding in the cupboard, wasn't it? He got that woman around. Um- They're the one that the, um, oh, the one that Mark went to school with and he thinks that he's, yeah. he's going to be under going out with her. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, I know. I, I went to a I went to a peep show quiz once. Oh right? yeah, a pub quiz. I, I make I make yeah. A mate called me up and said, "There's this peep show quiz in I was like Reading or somewhere. Mm. Um, you want to go? It's in a bar, Aussie bar. They got pictures of beer and chicken wings. I was like, oh, I'm in. Nice. Sounds great. I know, right? And that, now now we're all in lockdown. That sounds even better. Oh, man, yeah. We went along and we're like going through in the car. We're going, yeah, yeah. What was what's Super Hands' real net? Going through all this stuff, right? Mm. And we get there. We know our peep show. Yeah. We didn't know a single, like. Seriously? It was, oh, it was like next level. Holy peep show shit. questions. I wish I could remember something. Like, like insane. Was... Like what color was the such and such jumper worn on Bloody Blood episode? And right, yeah. Super Hands has two children. What are their names? Like, uh, huh? What? <laughs> I don't even know their names. <laughs> in episode, yeah, exactly. And in series three, episode four, Johnson walks in and says, "What? Like, huh?" Oh my god! Yeah, and there were, te- there were teams there crushing it. That's that's ridiculous. I mean. You know, just watching something for enjoyment, like, but watching something in forensic detail, fucking hell. I know, I know. That's uh, mad, that, because I feel like I could probably do a quiz, like an Alan Partridge quiz, but then I would, I can I can reel off a bunch of quotes, but I couldn't tell you what shoes he was wearing or what Sonia said or something, I don't know. <laughs> this is weird, because I was just, I was watching, um, I was watching Mastermind last night, right? I watched Mastermind I was- last night. <laughs> I was trying to think what my specialist subject would be. And I either came up with the films of Tarantino or Partridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What would you go for? I've thought about this before. Um, I, do you know, I, I would probably do a strategic thing. You know, I'd pick a book and just read the book about six times oh, and nice. study it and then say, that's my specialist subject. Because if it's something that, I'm, that I like, I don't know whether I will have watched something that I particularly like that many times to be able to answer the quiz on it. Because then I think you just end up disliking it. Or yeah, or maybe just a film that I'm definitely familiar with. I don't think I'd be able to pick something off the bat, you know? I do th- I do think people who uh, go on and they, their specialist subject is the only way is Essex. Mm. Or the, you know, Tottenham Hotspur. I think they're cheats. <laughs> just cheats. <laughs> and then you got some... Well, they always fail in the general knowledge round. Yeah, but you've yeah, got yeah. someone on there who's like, you know... German ornithology between 1610 and yeah. 1840 or you know the, the the novels of Charles Dickens but you know and you're like okay there's actual work gone into that yeah 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 you, just sat, you can't just sit there and watch the only ways that's like my Alan Partridge though so Did, I suppose it's the same <laughs> you watched this last night one of the contestants chose Friends as their specialist subject didn't they yeah, no yeah. I, I watched Friends first time round watched every single episode of it and then it's been on, yeah. been on repeat on God knows how many channels since. And it's it's sometimes just on in the background. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty familiar with it. Didn't get a single one of them right at, nope, at all. And I don't think the person... I think the person got quite a few of them right. But they were, again, ridiculously specific, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very specific. Like, you would never know that unless you lived and breathed or worked on the show. Yeah, friend. unless you created friend. Or unless you were a friend. <laughs> <laughs> you were f- One of the friends. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay so um vicky's husband jack has just arrived home brad glances around the room sees a slatted closet door he runs off to it opens it dashes inside with his vacuum <laughs> what did it still on uh, yeah right <laughs> vicky kicks some of the clothes on the floor under the bed just as jack enters he's a big beefy man in his suit in his 40s bigfoot he loosens his tie yeah. A very grim look on his face. Vicky, nervous, tries to be the loving wife. Hi, honey. You're early today. Jack paces back and forward. Vicky, I have cancer. (laughs) Wasn't expecting him to say that. Uh. Vicky stares at him in a WTF kind of way. In a Mark Maron kind of way. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like the gates. (laughs) Vicky, what? I have cancer in my ass. Vicky, disgusted, confused. What? You, you're going to die now? Jack whips out his cell phone, pushes some buttons. He shows Vicky some pictures. She tilts her head. What is that? It's my ass, Vicky. <laughs> I took these with my phone. Vicky's jaw drops. I have cancer in my anus. He flips through some more pictures. See? See these hard lumps here? Sometimes they bleed. Oh, jeez. Horrified, Vicky glances at the closet door. Closet, faint voice. It's just a crevasse tool. What? I don't get that. No. Is he giving him advice on hoovers? It's just a crevasse tool. There are hard lumps here. <laughs> what? No, I don't get I that. Don't I don't get, get that. There. Vicky's eyes dart back to Jack. Vicky, honey, that doesn't mean it has to be cancer. Jack, it is. I sent these to a doctor online. Vicky, you blow the pictures of your ass online. <laughs> Jack's been on, ah. Jack's been on grinder. Yeah. <laughs> doctor, feel good. <laughs> Jack, he's a doctor. The site is safe. Jack grabs hold of her shoulders. I'm going to die, Vicky. Vicky appalled. He's quite. He's quite adamant, Jack, isn't he? With no evidence, been a WebMD or Mumsnet or something, and upload the pictures of his <laughs> bum hole. Oh, my God. Yeah, M-L-O. Oh, God. That mum's net shit. <laughs> Vicky, you can't do that. What about me? I'll be humiliated in front of all my friends. They'll all snicker behind my back while they look at pictures of your sick ass on their phones. Oh, man, I think Vicky and Jack deserve each other by the sounds of it. Yeah, right. Jack pauses, stares at Vicky. I'm going to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vicky, What? Jack, that's where the doctor is. He's an expert on asses. I need to pack my bag. The plane leaves in one hour. <laughs> this is all gotten dead surreal all of a sudden, this. I know. Jack hurries over to the closet, opens the door. 
Inside stands Brad naked clutching the vacuum hose with the crevasse attachment. <laughs> Next to Brad stands a man, 60 in his underwear. His wrists tied together and a gag ball in his mouth. <laughs> where, yeah. did, where did he come from? I think he was up to no good by uh, when uh, Jack rang. Okay, yes, of course. That's why she was she all nervous know. and she was in, yeah. in the house. All robed up. Got you, got you. With a 60-year-old dude in the closet. I know, right? Very awkward moment as everyone's eyes bounce around in confusion and embarrassment to one another. Fade out. <laughs> this was a classic farce. It was. The old uh, switcheroo. I don't know. That was good. It's like private lives, but with um, bad taste cancer jokes. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, look, you got to laugh. you got to laugh. <laughs> fun, man. That was fun. I enjoyed that. That was um, uh, a bit crazy, a bit wild. Didn't know where it was going. Yeah, silly, but well written, I think. It. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. Any spelling mistakes or really ridiculous sentences have we as we've come across in the past. The the one criticism I'd give of it, just off like, you know, just reading it now for the first time and just jumping out at me is um it was a build up. There was a lot of time building up, wasn't there? So you've got um this guy going in the bedroom and it, there's no actual real story going on. It's it's like he's going in, she doesn't want him to be there, he's trying to sell the Hoover. Um, right. And then I presume there's going to be some sort of reveal or some some big plot plot turn or something was going to happen, um, and I suppose they've subverted that a little bit by going with that. Oh yeah, the husband comes home, that old sort of trope. Like, but um, right. I felt it. There was a couple of um, obscure gags, or I didn't really. I, did, I I felt it kind of was trying to be a little bit too clever, maybe. Right, yeah. He jumped in the closet, um, the guy comes home and starts talking about cancer and stuff. <laughs> derailed derailed know, it a little taking, bit. <laughs> taking photos of his asshole and he's off to San Fran and I don't know. Yeah. Interesting nonetheless, Stu. And funny. And interesting. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like when you go and see uh, go and see a band and the people say, Did you like it? And you go, Oh, you were so tight. It was really tight. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to say, yeah. Oh yeah, it was shit. <laughs> it was shit, yeah. I sent you a script that goes by the name of Cowboy's Burden. The old Cowboy's Burden. Yep. By Rockland Mazar. Hmm, sounds like a cowboy. <laughs> it does, yeah. Rockland Mazar. <laughs> Rockland Mazar. What's the guy off of, um, I always think of his voice when uh, he, was on, he was on Parks and Rec, but he was the, the cowboy in Big Lebowski. Yeah, sitting at the bar, drinking a sarsaparilla. Uh, you know, he's got that white yeah. handlebar mustache. Uh, was he on Parks and Rec? I can't, I can't remember him. Parks hey, he was in one of the later, one of the later. Oh, was he? Yeah. I know, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking. He just plays a cowboy and everything he's in, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got that deep, that deep voice, like, uh, yeah, that Western twang. He's the um, the voiceover guy, and he's in a. Um, it was the remake with friggin' remake of A Star Is Born. He was in that, wasn't he? Oh, with the oh yeah, Cooper and Gargar. His name's Sam Elliott. Um, Sam Elliott, yeah, that's right. And um, uh, his voice is the one I go to in my head when I think of cowboys. He's going to talk into his mustache like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I need to rewatch the Big Lebowski. I was talking about that recently. Oh, it's just a classic, isn't it? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hmm. As Brandt, that's great. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a cripple. Uh, Mr. Lebowski is disabled. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so good, isn't uh, it? It's great. Wonderful. All right, well, let's see if this is as good. Cowboy's Burden by Rockland Mazar. Mm-hmm. Fade in, external, desert flats, day. A Harvester International Scout SS2 speeds across the ungodly terrain 
sand and dust billow in its trail. Uh, any idea what that is? I've got no idea what an SS Oh, okay. Scout. Oh. oh, good. I thought you were going to be like, uh, Luke Skywalker travelled in one <laughs> when he had to go to Gladar or something. I don't know. Gladar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I bet you there's a planet called Gladar in the Star Wars universe. I'm just letting you know. Uh, in on uh, the Star Wars Wikipedia, Wikipedia is called Wikipedia just to remind Wikipedia. you. It'll be on Wikipedia. Yeah. It will now, yeah. <laughs> Glad. Um, <laughs> external <laughs> Scout SS2. It's topless and doorless. A man wearing a cowboy hat, shades, western style shirt, with the sleeves partially rolled up, and blue jeans is in the driver's seat. He's a cowboy? He's a cowboy. He's speeding across an ungodly terrain. It's got no top, and he's wearing a cowboy hat. Mm. No. Must have one of those little chin straps. <laughs> For safety. For safety. The cowboy shifts gear, and his boot steps on the accelerator. Close on the cowboy's face. He's got no name. <laughs> he's got no name. It's cowboy. He has a steely face. The distant horizon reflects off his shades. Cowboy, voice over. The score was one all. You bastard. You killed my crew. So I, in turn, killed yours. And as far as I was concerned, that could have been the end of it. External Desert Flats Day. The terrain is slowly changing. Mountains appear in the background as the speeding scout proceeds. The blue sky is turning pink and the yellow flats are turning grey. Cowboy. I even thought we'd reached a tacit truce after those awful events. I, I mean, is I... Is that right? I, tacit? I think it's tacit, yeah. I don't know what tacit means in that context. Ta- yeah. Tacit truce. It's hard not to... I know we've done this before, but I think it's something to be coming back to. It's hard not to think of him. Um, is it Trey Parker's voice in these sort of situations, isn't it? Like, <laughs> every, every time, yeah. I even thought we'd reached a tacit truce. Yes. Freedom isn't free. <laughs> Because they have the hefty fucking fee. I just uh, I hear that when I read this. You can watch. That's another good thing on YouTube. You can watch Matt and Trey in the voiceover booth doing episodes. Oh really? On YouTube. Like while hilarious. the episodes playing. So I don't. Um, it's a bit of a mix-up. I don't know if because they don't do it in one read. Oh yeah, all, yeah. It's kind of cut up, and it's it's so funny. Oh man, I have to look at that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Um, internal scout close up on the cowboy I guess that was just naive thinking on my part dashboard a sophisticated global positioning unit is beeping rhythmically GPS screen a grid layout of the area is on the screen a white dot is moving against the grid it blinks with each rhythmic beep so I, I was imagining like off the top of my head some sort of like combine harvester type vehicle <laughs> But it's definitely not. It's some future space thing, isn't it? <laughs> it made me made me think of a Star Wars. I saw on Reddit this week. It's like some Star Wars car that was supposed to be hovering, and there's like a, a photo of it in the desert when they were filming. I think it was in my rock Morocco or somewhere. Yeah, I think one so, of the yeah. original. And they've they've got this car on like three wheels. It's supposed to be like a rocket ship, I guess. But they've got this long mirror angled perfectly along the the base over the wheels. Oh, okay. So when you when you stand back, it looks like it's just levitating on the sat. And that's what they used. That's cool. In the original, on the original, and it's like a it's like a seventies movie set. Was it the seventies? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that would make sense. You've got like seventies movie set. So there's like a bunch of crew just. Not a drop of sun cream on him, just <clears throat> shirtless out in the Moroccan desert, big moustaches, radios, you know, just getting on with making this movie. No way, it's man. Great. That must have been great yeah. to be there. I mean, even if you don't like Star Wars, that must have been like, you know, because that was pretty heavy on special effects, but and even in the 70s as well. Oh, totally. And exciting that, because he was an established name then and, mm-hmm. you know... There was a lot of money going in on that film, I would imagine. So, yeah, it would have been cool. I think there's, there's another scene where um, where they had that speed that you're talking about moving and they, they weren't able... To, I didn't know that mirror thing, by the way. I just knew this. When it was moving, they, they couldn't put anything in front of it. And so we put Vaseline on the lens of the camera. 
to 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 mist it or to yeah, blur it, just to, and then they, they kicked up a load of smoke. And and I mean, I I, I think you, you see it now when it's been like sort of you know remastered and stuff. It looks actually it actually looks worse to be fair. Really, but um, oh. the remastered Star Wars films, oh man, but. Um, yeah, Man, those old tricks they used to do on the cameras, like things with the Vaseline. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah, I knew a couple of the old film guys when I started working. It was great to work with the film guys because they're dying. They're literally a dying breed. You know, they're they're they're, they're not passing this knowledge on outside yeah. of movie movies now. So like, I work with the news the news film guys and all these old tricks. You know, lighting for 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 film was totally different to lighting for video and digital yeah yeah and um all the tricks you can do like they used to certain correspondences would get like a just a slight turn of the focus just to soften them up make them look a bit nicer on camera yeah yeah and things like that you know the vaseline was an old trick as well and the filters you could put in and stuff yeah it was interesting lighting is it's such a specific art isn't it like it's it's oh my god it's it's it is an art it is an art and i that was one of the most fascinating things for me watching these old film guys you know doing this um just soaking it in and you yeah. just ask them a question happy to share with you yeah. you know light the background not the subject like the for the background then step the subject in and backlights and side and all kinds of stuff it was it was amazing that's really yeah, interesting really good. i literally know nothing about that that's that's dead interesting uh, but, 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 where were we um close up on the cowboy the same steely face and shades his mechanized left hand is on the steering wheel. <laughs> what are we called, hands? Curse these metal hands. <laughs> uh, cowboy, if ever there was a truce, you broke it last year when you pearl harbored me. <laughs> oh my. When you pearl harbored me. What a turn of phrase, like. That's fucking. To- Hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you uh, Imagine using I'm, that. I'm like, terrible with... Have they turned Pearl Harbor into a into a verb? I think they, <laughs> I think they have. Pearl. Imagine using that in everyday life, though. Like, you know, um, oh, I was pulling into the parking bay and some, someone bloody Pearl Harbored me and pulled in first. <laughs> oh, my God. Or like getting gazumped. Oh, yeah, put it off in the house, but someone bloody Pearl Harbored me and put gazumped. <laughs> Just using it like willy-nilly. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, it's my own personal 9-11. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Pearl Harbor, that's, uh, do you think this was written before 9-11? Um, like Pearl Harbor was the worst thing to have happened to the States at this point. In this guy's head, it clearly is, isn't it? Maybe. That's crazy. But he's a cowboy. He's a cow- <laughs> Pearl Harbor, I love it. I don't love Pearl Harbor. I mean, I like Pearl Harbor, sure. Lovely. But what happened there? Awful. You're confused. You're talking about the place or the film? <laughs> ah, about oh, my God. The film. And uh, Josh, what was his name? Uh, oh, Josh Hartnett, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, Weak. Ben Affleck's just rubbish, isn't he? He's the worst. That film, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't know, man. Um... The the latest movies he's worked on. Ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like he was Argo was yeah Argo I enjoyed Argo. It, it was it was perfectly fine. It, it was perfectly fine. I, I think the um, the Oscars, which are getting the second drive anyway, wet themselves over it a bit too bit too easily for my money. Like, did you watch The Accountant? I did watch The Accountant. Let me try and think. He's beating himself in the legs, listening to like death metal with a wooden stick. Remember, he's auditing that um, that company, that um, sort of biotech neural company. Oh um, yeah, did that end in like a was, big shootout in a house? <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck was an is an accountant, like an insane level. I think he was autistic, mm. uh, so it he. His personality lent himself to being like extra meticulous with details and stuff, and he was an amazing accountant. But he was also an assassin. Yeah, fucking <laughs> hell. He's just he's tiptoeing into Stigal, Steven Seagal territory, isn't he? You know, he's yeah, slippery slope. <laughs> really? It was Anna Ke- Anna Kendrick and uh, and um, 
Uh, ben Affleck, I seem to remember. Oh, man, I've watched that film on it barely. And I think John Lithgow was in it. He's always got value, John Lithgow, isn't he? Oh, great value. Yeah. I've, I've seen that and it barely exists in my brain. I can just, I'm just about grabbing facts. Really? There's some pathway that's just getting reconnected in your head. Doesn't he just take on roles at the minute where he gets to play like a, a down and out piece of shit, sort of drunk? Because it's easy for him to turn up and put very little effort in and just look un- yeah. uninterested. So, I, oh yeah, this. Oh look, Ben's character acting again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's just a dick. <laughs> ben, uh, what time should we start filming? Filming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my, my character needs to be like. You know, gradually get more and more overweight as the shoot goes on. That that's the character. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it mad how like him and Matt Damon were like best buddy, our best buddy. You know, they moved to LA together, yeah. and they were in um, all those Kevin Smith. Yeah, ones. yeah, of course. Like uh, like chasing Amy and um, which they, Do- yeah. they were both really good Dogma in them. They were both like full of energy and life and exuberance and all that. Weren't they? Dogma. Yeah, oh, dog. Dogma is just fucking. I need to rewatch Dogma. it to sort of see what it's like now but my most recent memory of it is that i loved it like yeah i re i re-watched mall rats um one of the old kevin smith movies mm. he actually affleck's in that and i like that film it 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 was a bit cringy like because i was showing showing her it i was like oh yeah watch this and i was a bit like Ish. oh really it's still it's still funny but it's so nice <laughs> it's so nice has it not aged particularly well not really. I mean, it's a snapshot of, of then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it was, oh my God, talking of Kevin Smith, have you seen Kevin Smith like recently in the last six months? Yeah. He had that big incident on an airplane when he couldn't get on the plane and apparently it really affected him quite bad, didn't it? He had a really bad heart attack. Yeah. Oh shit. He did. Of course. Yeah. He had a really bad heart attack and like he's... After watching this, that more rats movie, I just, I was like, what's he working on? So I just looked up Kevin Smith and there it looks like someone locked Kevin Smith in a cupboard with no food for six months. Yeah. Like he is, he is like skinny. He's lost all that weight in a very, very short space of time, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He says he's never felt better. I mean. And it's great. You know, he had the heart attack, so it's a perfect catalyst to do that. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, good on the guy. I mean, that can't be easy. That can no. not be easy, can it? No. Fucking hell. I put half a stone on and, and just obsess over trying to, to lose it and fail miserably and put another half a stone just, on. Yeah, I know. Over Christmas especially. Anyway. If there was a truce, Pearl Harbor. You burned off my left arm, but this new mech arm is almost as good as a God-given one. It will last forever. It'll last forever. Will it last? Will it last forever, though? Yeah. Well, one of us made by like Samsung. It'll last for like, five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Planned obsolescence on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Special screws you can't undo on your own. <laughs> yeah. Close on the mechanical left hand and forearm, the name of the manufacturer is stamped on it: the Cybernetic and Cloning Lab Company. Yeah. This bad boy contains a complete sample of my DNA. If you should kill me, the eggheads back at CCL, they'll just clone me. GPS screen. The white dot is blinking rapidly and the beeps are more steady. Cowboy. And I'll be back. And I'll keep coming back until you're dead. <laughs> Internal the Scout SS2 back seat. It's back seat. On the back seat is a rectangular box. The cover reads, The Thunderbolt 3000 Rifle. <laughs> Why just kill him when you can reduce him to ashes? <laughs> I hope you like pain, because I'm going to doll it out by the boatload when I catch up with you. Reminds me of that gun off, um, was it Beverly Hills Cop 3, where it's got like a microwave in it and stuff? Like, <laughs> I don't remember that. Don't, yeah, it's like a massive gun that's being um, like modelled by some like scantily clad model, and it's like, you know, it might as well be like the Thunderbolt 3000, and it's got like a TV and a microwave and stuff on it. <laughs> Again, we talked about this the other week. Remember um, when Gary Oldman is trying to sell guns in the Fifth Element? Oh, yeah. Those, um, He's like, yeah, you got the net. He goes, boosh. It, it fires that. He goes, you got rockets. 
and he fight, you know, and loads the whole magazine on yeah. him, doesn't he? Just, all the bullets just go back around. My personal favourite. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Flamethrower. Yeah, my personal favourite. <laughs> <laughs> nice, well remembered. Um, external desert flats day. The scout is speeding. Still, sand and dirt below in its trail. Through the windshield, a winged creature is seen flying in the sky ahead of the GPS. The GPS screen. The white dot is no longer blinking. It's solid, and the beep is now a steady ring. While driving, the cowboy reaches into the back. He's driving with his knees. Hold on. <laughs> into the back and grabs the rifle from its box. The jeep is speeding along the flats, pursing a dragon flying in the sky. <laughs> the jeep is right under the dragon. It slams to a stop. I, I don't think he's a real cowboy. I'm just going to say that now. I don't think he's an actual cowboy here. Sheep, cows, stuff like that, you know. A lasso-throwing, boot-wearing cowboy. He's just cosplaying as a, as a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He ain't no cowboy. No. The jeep is right under the dragon. It slams to a stop. The cowboy jumps out with the rifle in hand. He takes aim at the dragon. Cowboy's POV. High in the sky, the tail end of the dragon is in the gun's sight. Close on the cowboy's face. He's looking through the gun's sight. The flying dragon reflects off the shades. Cowboy, vite al diablo. <laughs> What's that mean? Oh, Diablo is devil. Vite, vite, is that die, you devil? Something like that? Let me Google it into Spanish. Vite al Diablo. Oh, okay. It means, in Spanish, it means vite al Diablo. <laughs> go to hell. Does it mean go to hell? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Vite al Diablo. Go to hell. What does it mean um, get pill harbored in Spanish? <laughs> I just say that. Uh, you know what it is? It's. Consigue Pearl Harbored. That's good, isn't it? I didn't think it was going to be <laughs> oh, like man, that. Yeah. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, very good. Desert Flats, the rifle fires a thunderous lightning bolt. With a blinding flash and deafened boom, the lightning bolt strikes the dragon in the rear. The beast flinches in mid flight and lets out a god awful shriek. It recovers. The dragon turns in the direction the bolt came from. It's headed now for the cowboy. The cowboy sees the dragon flying his way. He fires a lightning bolt at the dragon. The approaching dragon evades the bolt. The dragon releases a deafening roar. Standing alongside the jeep, the cowboy fires another bolt. He's not very good. Not a good shot, is he? It's not. I don't imagine the bullets are cheap for that thing either. Well, the Hellfire 3000, yeah. <laughs> the dragon evades that bolt too. It's three now. The dragon hovers, so wings are flapping, keeping it aloft, and it unleashes a huge blast of fire from its mouth. The cowboy dives behind the rear end of the jeep. The jeep's front end is enveloped in flames. The cowboy is protected from the flames. My personal favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Flamethrower. That's callback. Cool <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I love it. The beasts start to fly towards the jeep. The cowboy rocks from behind the jeep. Oh man. What filthy piece of shit did I do now? <laughs> Another Gary Oldman. The cowboy rolls from behind the jeep, aims the rifle and fires off a bolt. The dragon roars. A second later, the bolt strikes it directly in its mouth. God! When you talk like that after you've just coughed up your lungs a bit. You know, when you get when you, something goes down the wrong hole and someone tries to speak, I'm always on high alert for them trying to speak. I love it because I do it myself, and like you have to give yourself about twenty seconds, don't you? And then someone goes, "I'm just, I'm just." And then the, it's it's one of his favourite little gifts in life, and someone tries to speak after that. Uh, <laughs> it's the little things, isn't it? It is the little things. It really is. 
the beast's head explodes. Whoa. <laughs> and its body goes limp. Well, it will. In mid-flight. <laughs> it explodes, yeah. <laughs> the lifeless body is headed towards the scout and the cowboy. He sees what's coming, but he can't do anything about it. Oh, this ain't good. The careening, lifeless dragon flattens the scout and cowboy. A rut and huge crater are created by the impact. Mm. Fade to desert flats, night. It's been in a while. The lifeless dragon lies in the crater. Parts of the wrecked, flattened scout are visible. Crater. Buzzing and whirring sounds emanate from under the dead dragon. The mech arm has detached itself from the cowboy's body. Here we go. And and it's, it's like <laughs> it's like thing. Was it thing in the Adams family? What's that was hand? It, it was thing. Yeah, yeah. Was it thing? It wasn't it. No, it was the thing was the what was the one with all the hair? That was cousin it. Cousin it. So this is thing. This, thing. this is just a, a mechanized hand walking on its thing. Mecha thing. <laughs> Mecha thing. The mech arm has detached itself from the cowboy's body and has managed to escape from under the dragon. The fingers of the mech act as legs, yeah, dragging the forearm along. It drags... Okay, <laughs> now. Beautiful, I love it. The mech arm is dragging itself across the flats. Of course it is. The mech is dragging itself along the road. A coyote notices it and goes after it. The coyote picks the mech up in its mouth. The mech grabs and holds the coyote's ear. The coyote yelps in pain and releases the mech. Just like the hand do, like a middle finger gesture as the coyote runs away. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The mech drags itself along the shoulder of the highway. Cars speed by. The bright skyline of a city is in the background. People just driving past this hand, crawling along the highway. Yeah, oh, that's another one of those hands. Somebody must Should have killed the dragon. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picking it up. <laughs> External cybernetic and cloning laboratory. For fuck's sake, lab, laboratory, laboratory, laboratory. Laboratory. Laboratoire. This is my laboratoire. Okay, <laughs> Monsieur Garnier. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Monsieur Garnier. My laboratoire. Brilliant. It's a northern. It's like a Yorkshireman. <laughs> this is my laboratoire. <laughs> uh, cybernetic and cloning. La- la- fuck you. <laughs> cybernetic and cloning laboratoire company. The mech is dragging itself through the parking lot. A SWAT white building is in the background. SWAT white. Internal, the cloning company. <laughs> Two techs examine the mech arm. Mm. Uh, looks like an RX-7-300ZX. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the cowboy, says Tech 2. He's to be cloned if he should meet an untimely death. Well, I guess he did. Says Tech One. <laughs> Imagine if he forgot to put the data in. He was like, "Oh, sorry, you're just a hand now." <laughs> yes. Sorry, mate. You're just you're a hand. <laughs> you only paid for the hand clone package. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the twenty quid a month was for the whole. Ah, oh. it's like all those people giving like thousands and thousands of pounds and dollars to these um, these cryo companies, thinking that they're gonna get woken up again, and oh you God. just think, yeah, you're just you're just shoveling money into this company and. Yeah. You're dead now. <laughs> You're dead. Just dumping you in a garbage dump. <laughs> Just putting you in a oh, freezer. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're dead. Paying all that money. I imagine, I imagine like, um, it was like a subscription thing, like you're just saying there. Um, they just about managed to bring people back to life, but you stopped paying like a couple of weeks before. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you, yeah. you, you didn't make your final payments. <laughs> I'm afraid your policy did end on the... Uh, what? <laughs> did I ever tell you the bat on this podcast? Did I ever tell you the the story about the the batteries? I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't want to tell the same story ever again. It's a, uh, so that that subscription thing where you cash something in later. Mm. We did that at work. So this company, this company came along and said, 
you you use a lot of batteries, right? We said, yeah, I got lithium ones, mer- you know, some old mercury ones, mm. um, you know, all camera stuff and whatnot. I said, look, we're a specialist battery disposal company. We'll take any battery, you know, that you have trouble getting rid of any other way. Yeah. You put them in this box and um, you send it to it. You call us when you when the box is full. We'll come and get it. Mm. So we were like, oh, brilliant, great. You know, it's not cheap because there's a lot of heavy metals and things. You've got to do it right, though. Yeah, So they yeah. sell, So they go, All right, the, here's the thing. It costs this. So you pay, they, the company paid the money. They get sent this, like, plastic box with, like, batch, all the batteries you can and can't put in it, right? Mm. And, you, you know, most of them you can, you can. So you fill the box. Like, six months later, maybe a year later, the, the box is full and we seal it up. And we call the number. Do do do. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you bit that off. <laughs> you, just bought, you just bought a plastic box for a few hundred quid. Oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not getting any calls for collection until at least a year down the line because the boxes are big. Oh, fucking hell, man! That's just a perfect day. Eh? Scammers. <laughs> I actually, I couldn't be mad at them. I was like, <laughs> the audacity well of it, though. Bravo, sir. Just imagine the amount of times someone's going, no, 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 that doesn't go in there. That goes in the special plastic battery yep. box. <laughs> yeah, that goes in this side of the box, in the red box, not the blue Ooh, one. Oh, it's yeah. nearly full now. <laughs> do, do, do. The number you have dialed has not been recognised. <laughs> oh, my God. That is an unbelievable uh, scam. It's great, isn't it? I've actually heard another one, but I won't. I won't. Uh, actually, a very, very good one. You, I won't. Uh, you told me a fantastic one. We'll save it for another episode because it might be my favourite story that I've ever been told. Uh, was it the was it the the gas? Yes, it was. <laughs> save that for another episode because that's an absolute <laughs> whopper. I love that. I love it. Okay, we'll get we'll get round to that another time. I've told that story so many times, and I'm some sort of legend for being able to deliver that story to people. It's that good. <laughs> We'll save it, we'll save it. Uh, all right. Okay, we'll save that for next time. <laughs> um, okay. Um, um, two techs are dressed in disposable protective clothing, face masks and goggles, standing shoulder to shoulder. They're bathed in green light. Begin the cloning of RX-7-300ZX. Tech's POV. A 100-gallon glass cylinder tank is full of green translucent liquid. And a human embryo. Oosh. The label on the tank reads RX 7300ZX. Wipe 2. Caption one year later. POV of the 100 gallon tank. The two techs stare at the tank with shocked expressions. Huh? <laughs> Imagine it was like to fly and they just turn like a chimpanzee inside out. This <laughs> is horrible, isn't it? Oh, man. This isn't right. Something's gone horribly wrong. Oh, it's too late. Get a bed and take him to the prep room. He'll be awake soon. Oh no. <clears throat> Internal hospital room night. The techs are standing at the end of a hospital bed. POV of the patient dash cowboy. The two techs are standing at the end of the bed. <laughs> Both seem concerned. Kill me. <laughs> 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 Kill me! <laughs> I can't breathe. Uh, oh, it's, what's that? That's off Alien Resurrection, isn't it? Uh, I just think it's off South Park. <laughs> I think I think South Park riffed on it, but yeah, it's like yeah. Kill yeah. me! Kill me! <laughs> uh, uh, where am I? Um, you're at CCL. Wait, I was cloned? Yes, you were, but there was a problem. The cowboy lifts his arms. His forearm and hands are green and scaly. <laughs> his fingers have long, sharp nails. Oh, my God. What What happened to me? Uh, your DNA sample was contaminated. <laughs> With what? With dragon DNA. You've been genetically spliced. Ooh, bit of dragon on there. What did Charlie Sheen call himself? He had something DNA. Oh, yeah, tiger's blood. Tiger's blood. 
<laughs> Tiger's blood. Wasn't, wasn't it Tiger blood? I think it was, you know. Uh, hold on. Charlie Sheen DNA. I've got Adonis DNA. Adon- and Tiger's blood. <laughs> <laughs> CBS should be licking my feet. Oh, man. That was crazy yeah. when he just took, completely I, fell off the earth, wasn't it? Like I went to a pub quiz, right? And it was one of the worst pub quizzes I've ever been to. It was comically bad. And and this sounded like a bit from a sitcom. The woman goes, she goes into the mic, she goes, Question seven. <laughs> Which US actor and comedian was recently diagnosed with AIDS? Oh fuck it, hell man. Oh, and no. then everyone in the everyone in the pub was looking at each other, going, "Oh my god!" And then and and she does she's oblivious. She goes, uh, "Correction, question, question seven. I've just been informed that it was HIV, not AIDS." Oh, fucking hell, man! <laughs> oh god, that's awful. <laughs> it's like it's in the country pub in uh, in Basically, Surrey. Who, I was like, who oh has my AIDS? God. Yeah. I've been to the pub quizzes where the, the questions are so open for interpretation and you think, oh man, you're going to have a nightmare at the end when people <laughs> yeah, turn everyone. up and a few quiz boffins because people get quite serious over quizzes when they start turning up and going, actually, um, the answer wasn't um, <laughs> yeah. the Hunger Games because it was written before and it was in 1962 <laughs> and you go, oh. Okay, ha- half a point, half a point. Yeah, yeah, half a point. You just cop it, cop it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, our cow- okay, our cowboy. With dragon DNA. The cowboy has been cloned into a dragon man. (laughs) A man with scales and claws. Yes. He's sitting up in his hospital bed. The two techs are at the end of the bed. Can anything be done to reverse this? Can anything be done to reverse it? Asks the cowboy dragon man. Mm, I'm afraid not. You have to breathe, tech one. breathe through a straw now. Close up on the cowboy dragon man. He has the thousand yard stare. The cowboy dragon man is alone in his room, lying in his bed. <laughs> Voiceover. It seems, Dragon, you and I are now one. The blood of my eternal enemy flows through my veins. Oh, God. I guess I'm my own worst enemy now. up on the cowboy dragon man this change is nothing dragon I will kill you I promise <laughs> the end oh man I'm dead <laughs> oh man just, just finish me off encore <laughs> I'm not I'm not 100% certain that's what the writer was going for sure it was <laughs> Oh, man. I'm crying. I'm actually crying, laughing. <laughs> oh, God. Brilliant. Brilliant. The cowboy's burden. <laughs> cowboy's burden. It definitely is a burden now, isn't it? That was so funny. Well read. I enjoyed that. Fucking hell. I think um, if we have to pick any episode for first draft production to go straight into production... Pool all our resources. I think it has to be that one, doesn't it? That's a, that's a green light from me. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Hello, Netflix, you've been commissioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was fun. Fun, fun, fun. I enjoyed that. I want to just say a quick um, hello to you, whoever you are listening to this. Um, but no, no, thanks, because um, 
I don't think a lot of the people who are listening are necessarily following us on Twitter or Reddit or anything like that. You're literally just listening to the podcast. And um, we can see you yeah, quietly in the background and the statistics, like, clicking, like, download yeah. every week. And we really, really do appreciate it. You know, you, you're just quietly doing your thing, listening to the show. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. But just want to say thanks, because it, it does mean a lot. We, um, we do see... Uh our little stats and things if look we've 14 episodes in now as we said before mm-hmm. and if no one was listening to this i mean i still have i still have great fun oh yeah but i'm not gonna say i'd do this if no one was listening <laughs> yeah. i mean i'd probably just call mark and we just chat yeah then um, zero but, listens but, for like Eight weeks now, Stu. I mean, do you think we're going to get? <laughs> yeah. Someone might get one next week. <laughs> Any day now. Gil needs this. <laughs> Gil needs this. <laughs> uh, no, but look, we like Mark said, there are people listening, and and it's great. We hope you find it funny. I certainly do. Send us an email at badscreenplayspodcast at gmail dot com, or uh, get in touch on Twitter on at b screenplays. I was thinking about kicking the old hornet's nest and uh, getting on Reddit again this week. Reddit is basically turned itself into some political fucking like uh, platform where do, do, do I love Wall it. Street's quivering. It's it's, it's great off Reddit. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Deep fucking value. Y- y- Wall Street bets. I know. I've been I've been watching it for a while. We're going to be going to museums in 30, 40 years time, and there's going to be a massive plaque on the wall and loads of evidence of fucking Reddit like posts. It's that important. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I know, right? I just want to say thank you to Reddit for uh, for everything you've done for me regarding Dogecoin. So thanks a lot, <laughs> Reddit. Thanks a lot, Reddit. Big fan. Uh, Big fan. Yeah. Reddit. Ain't kidding. Need to bow down to Reddit on the robots. Uh, awesome. All right, man. Well, look, um, same time next week. Same time next week. Have a good one, mate. You too. See you later. See you next time. Bye. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.